This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Sponsored by Senator Randy Robertson, who's with us today, President Pro Tem John Kennedy, Senators Larry Walker, Bill Cowser, Matt Brass, Jason Ann Vitarte, and many other people. A lot of other members of the Senate, and uh, certainly Representative Joseph Gullett, who's here with us today uh, in, in the House that carried the bill. And I certainly want to recognize Representative Houston Gaines for his contributions. That was Governor Brian Kemp. I think that was Savannah. It was Friday of last week. He's down there signing a bill, that one we have paid a lot of attention to here. Uh, deals with DAs, district attorneys, not exclusively ours. But there are those who suggest that the bill was written with Deborah Gonzalez in mind, Houston Gaines, putting pen to paper to write the bill and Governor Kemp signing it into law, creating an oversight committee similar to the Judicial Qualifications Commission that looks at judges, reviews the activities of judges, sets in motion, at least theoretically, scenarios in which DAs could be removed from office, recalled from office. Uh, none of that directly involved in the court hearing of yesterday, but a motion to dismiss a lawsuit filed against D.A. Deborah Gonzalez in Western Circuit, Clark and Oconee Counties, heard in a courtroom in Watkinsville with a judge, an out-of-town judge, if you will, presiding, uh, as the other judges in the Western Circuit recused themselves from this particular case lawsuit, and we talked about this a couple of months ago as it was being filed, calling on the D.A. to do her job. She is being derelict in her duty. Judge says he'll rule at some point. Didn't really give any indication as to when that might be. I wasn't there, but Michael Prohaska was in the courtroom. Michael Prohaska, Oconee Enterprise newspaper, uh, the courtroom in Oconee County where the hearing took place, and he joins us now. Michael Prohaska, thanks for your time this morning. Oh, we got, my goodness, some cell phone issues. Michael, can you can you weigh in again? Uh, yes, my pleasure to be on your show. There you are. Good uh, good connection. Now, uh, Deborah Gonzalez, I understand, was there, as were some of her supporters. Set up the scene. What did you see and hear in that courtroom yesterday? I got there about 15 minutes early, and there were some of her signs showing support for her. And then the hearing actually only lasted about an hour before the judge said that he would take about a week to consider um, both arguments and make a decision within a week. And again, this is a judge, judge's name, David Emerson from, I believe, Douglasville, called in to hear this particular case. Uh, this was not about, and the people who filed this lawsuit, making it clear, this is not about removing her from office. This is about compelling her to, in their words, do her job. I'm curious as to how and then whether this came out and was addressed in any way in any of the hearing yesterday, how that could even be defined and, and, and how we might go about compelling her to prosecute cases she doesn't want to prosecute. Right. Uh, the scope of what was argued is actually more limited than what people may have thought. So most of what it uh, concerned was her, um, discretion, her discretion to not prosecute misdemeanor drug cases and not prosecute truancy cases. And uh, so uh, she and, – and this is no – this is not new news. Uh, she had released a memo in 2000, uh, in January 2021 when she started saying that. 
but basically, uh, the attorney Kevin Epps representing Jared um, Jared Miller Jared Miller, that's right, uh, is as seeking uh, judicial relief to basically force her to prosecute those cases. Uh, there is also, and this maybe goes beyond even the scope of the hearing of yesterday in the lawsuit that is filed, uh, concerns that have been expressed about her ability to prosecute cases. It's one thing to say you have to prosecute this kind of case, this specific case, something else to say that you can do it successfully and has been well documented by your newspaper and others that she has been less than successful in doing that. Did the issue of competency weigh into this at all? Actually, her attorney said that um, they are not questioning her competency, and they are also not seeking her removal from office. And that was one of the things that came up on both sides is, you know, what is the purpose of this writ of a mandamus? And like I said, the scope is limited to making her uh, prosecute uh, misdemeanor drug cases and truancy cases. That seemed to be really the focus of this yesterday. Now, her attorneys are saying that uh, a writ of mandamus um, cannot be brought upon uh, her by a citizen if that citizen does not have some kind of direct correlation to the prosecution that, um, that is being debated. So because, uh, uh, because Jared Miller is not being charged with some kind of drug offense, he does not have uh, the proper – uh, connection or ability to um, uh, to file. No, he, he wouldn't have standing. I think to, is the word that, that they right, might. That's use. what that's what her attorneys are saying. Is that he doesn't have standing because he doesn't have a vested interest in. The, he doesn't have a personal connection to what he is asking. Michael Prohaska with us, the Oconee Enterprise newspaper. And again, the, the, I gather the judge did not give a specific date for, okay, I'll be back in here and I'll give you my answer. And What might the answer, I mean, what form could the answer take, I guess is the way I'm trying to phrase the question here, a month or six weeks or whenever this judge comes back. What one way or the other could be a solution here, a ruling here? Well, a judge will either dismiss the case or it will move forward. And um, uh, her attorneys are also saying that um, a writ of mandamus um, must be a specific uh, job duty and not a generalization or like a sweeping overall thing. And so um, right now it's being argued that the judge should require her to uh, to prosecute uh, minor drug offenses and truancy cases, and they're saying her attorneys are saying that's too sweeping and too generalized. It has to be a specific case. So that would say it would need to be one so, specific case that you would need to prosecute by way of saying do your job, do your job in this single instance, whatever the case might be. Correct, correct. So we'll see how the judge decides on that if he agrees with her attorneys or his attorneys. And Michael Prohaska with us, the Oconee Enterprise. We'll see where this goes. Again, this judge, I had his name here, it is David Emerson, uh, not yet really giving a specific date as to when he might come back, but at some point in the next few weeks, as you say, either to dismiss the whole thing or to move it forward, and we'll see what happens there. I wanted to quickly, another couple of minutes while we have you here, Michael Prohaska, Oconee Enterprise was a big deal a week or so ago, the last Oconee County Commission meeting, the vote on that public, sh- I, we keep saying publics, I don't know that we know that it's publics, but the growth 
grocery store shopping center there. 78 and 53 was was killed six months ago and resurrected uh, in the most recent cycle, uh, Oconee County Commission voting cycle. Uh, and now the developers have, have the necessary sign-off from commissioners to go ahead and proceed with that controversial development near the Oconee Crossing Shopping Center. What's next here? I mean, we've talked with, and I'm sure you have, the folks in that neighborhood are saying they may lawyer up and sue. They've already lawyered up. They're talking about a lawsuit. What do you see happening here? Uh, well, I have not been in communication with the Oconee, uh, with the Oconee Crossing residents on what they're going to pursue legally. But um, by right, the developer can start uh, breaking ground, um, you know, as soon as uh, this month. So, and the uh, shopping center is pretty expansive and it's going to have a grocery store um and we don't yes we don't know if it's Publix or Kroger or Piggly Wiggly but it'll be basically be behind striplings um and then there'll be an agriculture store that's um further on US 78 facing US 78 and that's the store that the Oconee Crossing citizens basically wanted to swap they wanted the grocery store where the ag store is and vice versa. We'll see where this goes. Michael Brahaska, read all about it in the Oconee Enterprise. Mike, thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward. Thank you very much, and I apologize. I'm, I'm uh, wrangling a baby and a dog at the same time. So, <laughs> well, that explains the cell hey, Once you got locked in on that cell phone, the signal's great. So we appreciate your time. Best of luck moving forward. Have a great day. All right. Take care. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.